So, welcome to another episode of Let Me Say This. This is your boy Tony in the house, and today I have one of my faves with me, my uh, friend, my <laughs> pastor, my little brother, uh, Reverend Dr. David Barnhart Jr. What's going on, Dave? Hey, hey, oh. You know, everything and nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything and nothing, all at the same time. Yeah. So how yeah. how you feeling, man? Um, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to say. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good. You know, things I, I can't complain, but it is. It's definitely the situation is. Uh, it's a mix of things being really fast and really slow at the same time, yeah. and uh, I, I think that that's part of what we're all dealing with. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm lucky in that I live with a certain amount of privilege that lets me, um, enjoy certain parts of this. Right. Um, you know, I get to go outside and, and work in the garden or the yard and, uh, spend time with my family. Um, those are, those are, you know, a lot of home cooked meals. That's (laughs) I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying cooking, which is like, I never have time to cook. You know, and now it's it's uh, it's more enjoyable to do that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And recognizing not everyone has that same uh, but, ability. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that when, early on they were talking about people should shelter in place, and there are a lot of people for various reasons who can't shelter in place. Uh, it may mm-hmm. be that they may not be stably housed. They may be in a domestically violent relationship. They may just live with right. people that they just fucking hate, and yeah, that makes absolutely. it that makes it kind of difficult. And you know, and, and and like you, I'm really blessed in the fact that you know I got me, my husband, my son. We social distance anyway. I mean, usually one of us is in one room, one is in another, and you know, Maurice is in his room because we're all doing different things. But we, it, it's like we come together for dinner, and then we go back to our respective corners, and we stay out of each other's yeah. way. But that's not new because of this. Just just the way that we have been living, which um, actually translates pretty well to to, to this. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but but I also get the ability to you know kind of work from home sometimes. I'm in the streets when I need to be, but that is a privilege that we have that so many people don't have, and it's it's just really kind of sad. Absolutely, absolutely. And then yeah. our, our our government response to this is well, let's just put everybody back to work. And I'm like, if you put everybody mm. back to work, that means more people are gonna die. I, it's amazing to me how much um, is lost on people who don't understand like basic math I, i'm gonna say intermediate math i, I consider fractions mm. to be intermediate math because you know they don't understand yeah. that you know just because i only have two cases in my particular state or in my particular house uh you only tested two people so there's that right. you know and yeah. you might have, you know you might have a low population to begin with so there's also that i was um Looking at a, uh, a thing on MSNBC before we got on this call, and this lady made this statement. She says, "Denominators matter because, <laughs> but because, yes. of, because of course, your line as president is on uh, TV talking about how we've done more tests than anybody in the world. Now, with the exception of China and probably mm-hmm. India, you know, our population is really larger than most countries. 
Italy has the population of fucking California. So there's no right. way they're going to be able to do as many tests as we, as we would do. And the fact that he's so stupid. Like, I hate calling people stupid. I really do. Because it's the only thing that comes out. Like, he doesn't understand that Italy has the population of California. He doesn't understand that, you know, if you say you, you like, he looks at the countries, like the major countries that's all being on the same level and equitable, like in population and all this other stuff. Right. And they're just not. Yeah. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And the the quote unquote leader of the free world, which I think now is Angela Merkel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know our person is, is so ignorant that he doesn't understand like basic math. And it, and it's really yeah. kind of, it's, it's really kind of dis, disheartening that this is where we are. And there are so many people like him who failed math who agree with him. Right. And it's like, what the hell are y'all doing, folks? Yeah. Well, pro- yeah, people don't get probabilities. You know, and it, again, like you're saying, sample bias, That's all that stuff is way outside most education. I, I wish I wish that statistics was, was a mandatory thing before you finished high school, frankly. <laughs> yeah, because that, you know, percentages make a difference. You know, you take you – take, one percent over time is is a huge amount, right. and and people don't people don't get that. Right. You know. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like if one percent you fight over one percent on your your uh, mortgage when you're buying a house, right? I mean, one percent <laughs> makes a huge freaking difference at the end of thirty years. Right. You know, you're talking tens of thousands of dollars. So you talk about one percent um, uh, mortality rate or something like that. Then you're you're talk, That's not small numbers, and I think that's what people don't understand. No, they're not small numbers. But you you mentioned something else uh, that I haven't heard many people talk about, and we're gonna talk about it for a second. And it's uh, I think you just mm-hmm. called it sample bias. Yeah. And they didn't call it that, but they definitely described it. So here's the thing that we mm-hmm. have to think about, and this could be, almost be a silver lining for the uh, COVID nineteen thing. Is the fact that the only people who are being tested are people who think they may have it. Exactly. So right. so that kind of artificially inflates the numbers on that end. But on the mm-hmm. other side, there's this huge swath of people that are not being tested that could be infected and just not maybe symptomatic, which is another right. problem because that means that the virus just continues to proliferate within the population that hasn't been tested because they don't have any, any symptoms. So, so exactly, and and the the thing with the asymptomatic stuff is, um, we we only are talking about mortality. Uh, we're not talking about the other effects of this thing, which which can have serious quality of life problems. Um, one of the situations is that it's affecting people's sense of smell, and um, I, I know that it seems like a minor thing, but you can lose it. In research, it shows that people who lose arms or legs or sight or hearing, within six months, their happiness levels, their measures of well-being come up, come back up to baseline. We are so resilient, we bounce back, except for smell. If you lose your sense of smell, <laughs> you are at serious risk for major depression because smell is attached, it's, it's in your brain, is closely attached to memory. It's closely attached to emotion. And if you... Um, People who lose their sense of smell really struggle. Um, so, I mean, you're talking about that kind of effect for a lot of people who they may survive, but their quality of life is hugely diminished. Um, they're going to be less productive, you know, possible. I mean, again, 
people can bounce back. But you again talking statistics, right? If that's a if that's affecting some percentage of the population, it hurts everybody. Right. Right. Um, if people are having trouble getting their lung capacity back, or you know things like, um, uh, what, what's the what's the human papilloma HPV? Right. Right. Viruses that that linger in your system can cause damage over time. Yeah. So. You know, we don't know what the long-term effects of this are, and I, I think it just—it is insane um, with how much we, how little we know to talk about. Let me assume risk for somebody else. That—that that is profoundly unethical. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna assume risk for you. I'm gonna put you at risk from my. Anyway, that just drives me nuts. Anyway. Yeah, and and, and that and that's honestly where we are now. But you know, I I didn't um I. I, I know how powerful our sense of smell is. Like there are mm-hmm. certain smells that I can smell and it will take me, literally it will transport you through time. Like yeah. I, like there's a certain smell of a certain soap that when I smell it, I'm in the first grade at my elementary school. Or mm-hmm. if I go like next to my fence and I walk outside and I go go to where those honeysuckles are. You know, as a kid we used yeah. to love the smell and taste of honeysuckles. So you have all of that all that stuff going, you know, all at the same time. So it just kinda makes mm-hmm. it uh harder for you when you lose your sense of smell. I didn't think about that until you until you brought that. I think you actually posted about that the other day. And I think yeah. Quana from uh St. Crowd Different Days, she was talking about she had had something that happened to her and she lost her sense of smell for like six months. And how hard mm-hmm. it was, but yeah, that is, it's almost as important as your vision when you think about it. It is like if so, your house is on fire. What's the first thing you notice, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, you're in another room. You know, you're, it's so it's, it's actually it's actually dangerous not to have your sense of smell. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it just we don't there's so we don't know um, that it concerns me. Yeah, and that's and 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 that's one of the big concerns. Like, I, I, oh my god, I shouldn't have watched that. I, I watched about maybe. 10 minutes of the latest um, Trump show on on the news. And, like, he literally paraded Dr. Redfield from the CDC out there to clarify some statements that he made yesterday. But in the clarifications Mm -hmm. of the statements that he made yesterday, he said he said what he said yesterday. And it was like, (laughs) (sighs) you know, there was another uh, article today talking about there was a deputy director at the CDC that wouldn't support his... um, his his who wouldn't support Trump's thoughts about hydroxychloroquine, you know mm-hmm. the the cure that's killing people, mm-hmm. and he right. they couldn't fire him because he wasn't a, a political appointee, but they reassigned him. I mean that's the type of shitty stuff that this motherfucker's mm-hmm. doing. And I'm like, how, how how do we let this happen? How? Right, right. I think that that's one of those things that adds to the stress level. You know, if we, I just imagine if we had competent leadership going through this crisis. Oh you know, God. how much better we, how much better we would feel, um, how much lower our heart rate would be and our levels of anxiety would be if we had people we could trust, trust in positions of leadership. And, you know, there's always going to be some complaint, right, right. but, you know, I, I think about, um, like, what would it be like going through this if we actually trusted the person, the person who's the president and it, he's, he's not the most important person. It's just. Uh, that constant low level stress that he creates 
for everybody. But you know the the, the worst part about him that the I, I think that it's actually worse that he is a sociopath than the fact that he's not smart. Because mm-hmm. I mean, you know, everybody's not going to be a genius. I mean, we know that. But he oh, doesn't sure. have he doesn't have the capacity to have concern about other people, which is a problem. Like that's that's his when yeah. I th- when I think about his flaws, like that's his biggest flaw. Being stupid. You know, that's yeah. one thing. But being stupid and heartless is just a, a combination that nobody really needs to try to achieve. Like that's not that shouldn't be a Amen. goal. That shouldn't be a goal in life. Like I'm gonna I wanna be stupid and heartless all at the same time. Amen. <laughs> I know. I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but look, so so uh speaking of stupid and heartless, uh we're gonna take a yeah. break and then when we come back I want to talk about these protesters uh, who are protesting the government, the government not being open with Confederate flags and yeah. uh, what is happening to some of them and some of their supporters who are like uh, COVID-19 deniers. So we'll talk yeah. about that when we come back from this break. <laughs> Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livingwell PrEP Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Livingwell PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcpm.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. So welcome back to uh, Let Me Say This. Uh, thank you all for listening to this podcast. I know that, you know, during the coronavirus, we ain't got a whole lot of stuff to do. Send this to your friends. Listen to it, listen to it again. We're on, like, all the major platforms. We just got on iHeart Radio Podcast about two weeks ago. We've been on all the rest of them. But, you know, um, give us some love. Let us know what you think. So, yeah, so I'm going to start this next segment, and I want to talk about these protesters so like all across the country even in alabama yesterday i think they call them traffic jammers or something like that where they're riding around in their cars trying to gum up the works around the state capitals because they want people to go back to work mm-hmm. and i'm like first of all i don't believe that they don't believe that this is a thing because they're all got on their their mask along with their confederate flags and their guns and like <clears throat> I don't know why they need guns. Um, But, you know, these people are literally trying to put other people's lives in danger so that they can have some of the cushiness of their life back, which I think is like the epitome of a shithead. I mean, and and again, these are the people, the people who run around with these Confederate flags with these guns and one people go work are literally the people who go around talking about God and country. God ain't got nothing to do with that. Like I just want them right. to take that out. So, so what? What do you? What do you? What do? You, what do you respond to people like that? Like, what do you say to people who? Well, I think this is a hoax, or I think we need to go back to work. Oh man. Um, so I actually I haven't had to talk to a whole lot of people who actually think it's a hoax anymore. Although I do, uh, I do know some people through social media, through extended contact, who feel like uh, lockdown is a is an overreaction. And they, they have posted a lot of stuff about like the folks in Sweden. Uh, Sweden has a different approach. Um, and uh, interestingly, I saw that Sweden actually has a higher rate per capita than we do. Um, and it's getting worse. So I, don't, I don't know how that's working for them. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, how, how do you talk to someone who's a climate change denier? Um, or, and the thing is, 
you, so when, when my son was three years old, um, he would sometimes, he was a very precocious kid and he would put together, uh, um, he put together words that, um, and sentences that made me think he was capable of rational thought. Right. And he, he would, he would bait me into having <laughs> an argument with him. He's three years old. And I'm like, you know, 30 something. I'm like, well, I'm arguing with a three-year-old about, and, it, and he would, he would engage me and I would get caught up in it. So the reason I remember this, I was just talking to a friend who's the parent of a toddler mm-hmm. and he was saying how she, she says these things and they're mean. And he starts talking to her about apologizing. I'm like, she doesn't understand apologies. She doesn't understand character. She might make you think she does, she can put together words that sound like it's rational thought, but it isn't actually. Because right? she's mimicking and things that she's heard. She's mimicking things she's heard. And so you have, there are people out there in society who they listen to the rhetoric, and, and some of it is, it sounds, like if you were just to take it on its surface out of context, you're like, oh, wow, that sounds, that might possibly be rational. But it isn't. And and it's kind of like, you can't argue with it. Um and I, I think uh, it, it becomes a self-reinforcing system. Right. They think it's rational, but really what's at, at its base is, is not a consistent rational uh, worldview. At its base is motivated reasoning. So they're, you know, I, I don't like these people, so I want to think bad things about them, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway. It, it, that that's that's that 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 is interesting because the the like the next phase of this like the next phase of this on the crazy side of this is for now all of those people to go back and say well yeah the media was trying to scare you see it wasn't as bad as they thought it was gonna be mm-hmm. because we didn't hit those big numbers I I've, I've heard Rick DeSantis do it already from Florida you know he's yeah. like wait they were predicting this many um, people being sick and we're not at those numbers. You're not at those numbers because you took precautions to prevent those numbers from happening. Like, that's why they told us to do the social distancing so that we would not achieve those numbers. And guess what? It worked. But in their messed Mm -hmm. up little reprobate minds, what they're going to say is, well, it really wasn't that big of a thing anyway because you see we we didn't reach those numbers. And I I don't don't know how you deal with that. Like, how, how, how... I don't know how you. It's so fucking frustrating. Like I don't but, know how you well, do like, it. Yeah. Well, so you can't you can't reason with a, with some, with irrationality. So it's like if you were to do a scientific experiment, like if we we would have a control group and then we have an experimental group, and we'd say, okay, these people over here, you're not going to social distance, right? You're just going to keep doing business as usual, and 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 then we'll measure the outcome. We call we call that South, look. We call that South Dakota. <laughs> well, I know, right? <laughs> well, but see, you can't even you can't really do that because that would be unethical, right? If you said, "Well, we're going to put these people at higher risk," so you know, so we kind of live in this in this morass where we can't have clear categories, and so when something happens, because we can't isolate the variables, someone can say, "Well, that was," I mean, they they just make up stuff, you know. It's so it's not even it's not a scientific approach to stuff, um, and so I don't know I don't know how you reason with someone who is oblivious to science um who to even say like well maybe you're you're maybe there's something confounding your reasoning there right uh you have to be able to admit you're wrong um and 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 that's one thing i do find when i talk to these when i talk to folks who have that perspective i say okay what would convince you that you're wrong like what would it take and and they usually can't say 
right? Because they don't know. Because they <laughs> they have they have no idea because they don't understand how science works. They don't understand how evidence works. Let me tell you something. Anyway. It, those people are just they're they're their own worst enemies. I, and this is not COVID related, but I used to work for uh, for Wells Fargo as a as a phone banker. And I mm-hmm. always tried to make sure I gave the best customer service. I mean, I really wanted people to have a good feeling when they left the phone with me. This lady called in one day, and to make a long story short, her account was off by, it was either a penny or a dollar. But it, whatever it was, it didn't really matter. Because mm-hmm. I went back with her, I, 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 I kept checking her starting balances until I found a balance that we agreed that was our starting balance for that month. And we went through each transaction. It, I went back about three months. We went through each transaction. And I would go, well, you got this, this, and this. And you subtract that, and you get this. You get this, this, and this. You subtract that, and you get this. So, like, midway through the last month as we came up to present, we came to one, and I said, you get this, 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 and you subtract that, and you get this. And she goes, well, that's not what I got. Well, ma'am, mm-hmm. that's the error right there. That, that's that's where you that's where the rest of this goes wrong because you, you didn't – uh, I don't think so. I, I I I just don't think that's right. And I'm on the phone like, bitch, we yeah. just went through your whole fucking legend, <laughs> and this is what this is what we this is what we had since like I was I was livid yeah. because yeah. she she yeah. walked with me until she made a mistake, and once she made a mistake, that was something that she could not deal with, and that is right. where. Our president lives right now. That's where a lot yeah. of these Republican governors live right now. And that's where a lot of their supporters are going to be living if they live. Because these yeah. protests that they're doing around here where they want people to open the government back up. Like, I, I th- this is terrible. I, you saw me. I think I made two videos about this and I actually made a post about it. <laughs> But I don't care what happens to them. Like, literally, for these people who want to go sit their asses up in churches, if you want to go down to the mall, to the massage parlor to get your nails done, if you contract COVID-19, I have no sympathy for you. The only sympathy I'm going to have is for the people that you infected along the way. And literally, I really wish that there would be some type of legal action that we could take against these people. Because this is insane. And I know that's not very Christian. You know, I'm a Christian who cuss. Yeah, that's but right. I yeah. don't have a lot of sympathy for these people. I just don't. Like, it's a waste of, it's a wasted emotion as far as I'm concerned. I I hear you. No, I, I hear you. Yeah. You're not going to chastise yeah, me, I, Reverend? No, I don't, I don't chastise because I, I, I feel the same way in many ways. Uh, there, there are a few things I think it's important. I'll take a step back here in a minute. I got to, I got to make records first of all. Have you seen, have you seen the kids in the hall skit, Citizen Kane? No, 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 I have not. Okay, so we'll get on YouTube and look up Kids in the Hall, Citizen Kane, because there's it's this conversations between these two guys, and one's like trying to remember a movie, and the other one's saying, he's like, put it, oh, there was a sled, and uh, this guy's a this guy is he's telling a story, it's all told in in flashbacks, it's in black and white, and the guy Citizen Kane. No, that's not it. And he goes on, he tell, he's describing Citizen King, and the other guy's like, no, it's Citizen King! <laughs> it's that kind of thing. Like, it's infuriating when you have someone who, who, for whatever reason, it's it's motivated reasoning, right? It's, I can't, I'm not going to see that because to see that would make me feel bad, right? Or I would have to admit that I'm wrong, and I just can't do that. Sound like um, racism, too. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm so I'm not going to chastise you, but about but I will say I think I think one of the things that adds to our stress, 
and by the way this so like a white guy is never gonna i'm never as a white guy i'm never gonna tell you not to hate donald trump because, yeah, don't. Know, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to wag my finger. I will say I think um, uh, having contempt for people adds to our stress. Um, and I think part of that, and and that's why it's so hard right now because there's so many dingbats um, in the world <laughs> that, that add to my stress level that I have to I have to come up with a different way of thinking about it. In order, in, in order just to function. Otherwise, I would be, I would be filled with rage all the time. And I pretty, I mean, I am pretty angry a lot of times. But, <laughs> but you know, I, I think a, a huge part of it is, like, why, why did Donald Trump's lies bother me so much? Besides the fact, I mean, they do put people at risk. There's a lot of evil that happens because of it. But, but why is it about the lie itself that gets under my skin? And it's because. I remember times that I've lied that I have not been entirely truthful and I'm embarrassed by them. Right. And it, I can't understand. I'm embarrassed for him for one thing. Like, like when I see someone up on stage and they're doing something terrible and you know, you have that cringy feeling your, your mirror neurons, you're feeling embarrassment for them. Right. That's so exhausting. Right. right. Like I'm embarrassed for you and you're not embarrassed. <laughs> And I'm thinking about how awful I feel when I lie. That that's part of what that's part of what creates the contempt. Because we hate the things we hate most in other people are what we hate about ourselves. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that to excuse the people that that like Donald Trump and like all the people protesting. I'm saying that it's the, the reason their behavior bothers me so much is because I identify with it. If I didn't identify with it, I wouldn't. It wouldn't bother me nearly so much. I would. I would have a feeling of non-attachment. I would just be like, "Oh yeah, you can die, whatever." But see, you, it's not that you don't care about them. You actually do care about them. And I think that's. I think that's sometimes where we get we get hung up. I mean, it would be easier if I didn't care. Um, I, I. I would. I want to get to a place of not caring. Maybe there's something wrong. Maybe there's something wrong with me, but I I don't I do not like oh. I do not care. I mean, and it and it's sure. and it's not even it's not even about like I understand like the whole mirroring thing. Like I I yeah. I have that sometimes with people, but with these people, I just I, I can't like I just can't. And oh. I think the reason yeah. why I can't is because I think a lot of times people who lie or people who put themselves in like precarious situations, they do it from a sense of. I'm not, not, I'm not going to say survival, but it's not a sense of, well, I can tell you anything and you're going to believe it. That's where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get, a, mm-hmm. like, like take Leo or even with Maurice. Did you take that piece of candy? And you want them to tell the truth. But you have, yeah. you have, but the problem, the reason why they won't tell the truth is every time they told the truth in the past, you had to tan that ass. So they're like, well, no, if I <laughs> tell the truth, then that means I'm going to get in trouble. So you know what? I'm gonna try to lie my way out of it, and that's what right. that and that's not the that's not what Donald Trump does. He is just right. saying that I can say whatever I want to say because I am big, powerful, mighty white man, and people are just gonna do it because that's who I am. Because I'm the Donald, and I when you talk about contempt, I have the utmost contempt for his ass for that sure. reason. You know, now that yeah. now not saying that some of his lies don't qualify in the other categories but because they started 
from this thing of I'm omnipotent, I'm omniscient, and I can do anything. I don't give a shit when it goes into the, oh, shit, I need to cover my ass thing because you put yourself there. You put yourself there because you thought you were a little too much, bruh. So I yeah. so that's when I that's when I that's when again that's when I just shut off and it's the yeah. same thing with these people, you know there was um an article <clears throat> that I saw, oh oh my friend Angela Martin she made this she posted this article this guy in Ohio who was one of these COVID nineteen deniers you know he said it wasn't a thing and he died and I mm-hmm. and I posted our thing I'm like good well her one mm-hmm. white friend who lives in Ohio. <laughs> was like, good? I'm like, yeah, and let me yeah. tell you why. Because he's out here in danger, not only his life, but the lives of other innocent people. I don't give a shit what you do with your life. I really don't. Like, you can go and jump out the moon as far as I care. But if you jump out the moon and you hit me, that's when it becomes a problem. <laughs> and these same people who are running around here talking about, you know, you can't tell me what to do, are the same people who did not access to um, abortions to women. They're the same people yep. who are anti-cannabis. They're the same people who are anti You You want to do what you want to do, but you but right. everybody else doesn't have that right. Not, and, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's like the ultimate in, in white privilege. And it's, it's just like, right. what the fuck? And, they, and as has been pointed out, they're the first ones who will tell, who will tut tut and shame Colin Kaepernick and people protesting, you know, Black Lives Matter or being in the street, you know, blocking traffic. Oh, I'm going to run over them with my SUV. Right. And, and we know that part of the reason that they are they feel entitled to go protest going back uh, to work is that it has been demonstrated that this affects Black and Brown people disproportionately. Oh. And so there's, there, I I'm I totally believe you. I mean, there is there is there is a it's not just privilege there is actual active racism functioning there you know i, post, uh, I posted uh, an article this morning where the fbi said that they got communications where they're telling their people to go out and infect black and brown people i mean that's how fucking yeah. evil they are you know and i just don't have yeah. any i don't have any sympathy for that type of foolishness i no. just don't yeah. you know well and i and i don't think yeah and i don't think i don't think you should and i and i don't think there's anything wrong like even i'm so i'm a pastor but i like if you when someone does something stupid and you you have schadenfreude or you say good that's, i think that is entirely appropriate and a and a and a not i don't think that's anything that you need to be forgiven for you know right right um so i so so when i say this stuff i don't don't hear me i am i am not a finger wagon uh pastor yeah i know you do. um my whole thing for me is thinking about you know how, how do I how do I navigate this situation where I'm not letting where where these people are not causing me more stress or more uh, pain than, than I need to let them cause me? Does that make sense? So it's it's yeah. more like the thing they say about um, having carrying a grudge is like drinking poison, waiting for the other person to die. You know, I, right. I mean that's kind of a cheesy way of putting it, trite way of putting it. But I do think there's something to it, like. Um, the, the things that annoy me the most are, are the things that I identify in myself. And when I see someone else doing it or getting away with it or doing it, not being embarrassed, it infuriates me because, because that, if I were that person, I think about what, what would I be doing? What would I be feeling? The fact is they're not feeling that <laughs> you know? they're, just, they're not. Yeah. However, I also want to point, I also want to say that like Donald, Donald Trump is, in hell like right now 
he is he is in hell because he has never i think someone someone wrote some this on uh it was an op-ed somewhere he's never had love he didn't have to pay for like he is he is someone who is so you know he is so self-absorbed he doesn't actually know what what joy is like any and and the the reason he lies all the time is because he has this inflated sense of self. If he were to ever realize it, I mean, it's almost like Harry Potter and Voldemort and the you know, the story. Like, if he were to ever realize what had happened, what he was, it would kill him. Right. If he, you know, so like, I don't think he has that kind of conscience. If he was healthy enough to have that kind of conscience, it would kill him. And you know, so C.S. Lewis when he talks about when he talks about hell. Um, which I really like. He wrote a book called The Great Divorce, which is about heaven and hell and stuff. But mm. he, um, and this is not like, I don't actually think, I don't actually think this is the way God works, but I think it's a great illustration. He says like, do I want someone just to be tortured forever and and where they, they don't actually ever learn anything, they don't ever realize anything, or do I want them to learn something from it? In, in, my, in my best self, I want Donald Trump to learn something. And when he learns it, I want it to hurt like hell. <laughs> you know? But if he felt that, if he actually had the conscience to feel that, that right. would be a progression towards something better, which I, you know, you know, maybe he's capable of, I don't know, God can do anything, I suppose, but but that's kind of the way I feel about when when I think about people I have contempt for, especially in this situation. What I really want is for them to learn. Now when they learn, if it hurts like hell, I hope it does. But I also know that when I've gone through pain and I've had to learn stuff about myself and take a hard look at myself, I'm glad of it, you know, when yeah. I get on the other side of it. So what I really want for that person isn't hateful. Um, I do want it to hurt. <laughs> I want it to hurt. I, I, I guess. I guess in listening to you explain it that way, I guess I am like the same person because I don't like to to a lot of people. I don't. I don't. I don't like to to be dishonest or disingenuous with people. And I, when I see people do that, do that, I guess it it really does bother me, especially when you don't have to. Because at the end of the day, mm -hmm. Donald Trump could have been a hero. Like he he he, he could have been he a hero. Been. He could have been a hero. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you, but you but you won't get out of your own way. He yeah. he could have been the hero in this and 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 cannot do it. Just don't have it in him. Oh, oh, but you didn't expect to be cheering K Ivy this week, did you? I did not. Like Oh my gosh. I did not. <laughs> when I told when I told Angela I that not. she had she had bucked that um the oh, oh I can't remember the the, the dude who's Anyway, one of many terrible Alabama dudes who was advocating, you know, ending the lockdown and stuff. And she resisted and said, "No, we're going to follow what the science says on this." Angela says, "You could have knocked, you could knock me over with a feather." I mean, <laughs> well, you know what? So let me say this though, Dave. I don't. So yeah. I. So I. So hopefully she didn't have any inside information. But yeah. today. Donald Trump ran uh, Kemp from Georgia right over the bus, took the bus right over yeah. him. I don't agree with him yep. opening early. I think it's a bad idea. No, I oh, would yeah. not do that. And I don't know if what she an had. What idiot. Right, right. And I don't know if she had a little <laughs> intel that Kemp didn't have because he's trying to toe the top mm. of the line. But I, mm -hmm. you know, I do, they are so afraid of him. 
that yeah. I can't, you know, I'm glad that she did. I, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that she, I'm glad she did. But mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm really kind of like, well, did she have some inside intel? Did Mo Brooks tell her something? Because there are, she has a no, track record of doing fucked up shit and doing the right, wrong thing. Just like Susan Collins from Maine, you oh, know. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. she did though. But the motives yeah. behind it, you know, I guess we can't worry about motives if the outcomes are, are great. But I just yeah. feel like DeSantis, like really, when you look at the ones around us, she's the only one. Like I don't even think mm-hmm. Mississippi has even done a lockdown yet. So you got nope. you got Mississippi who's just out here just in a viral orgy. Then you got um <laughs> DeSantis in Florida and Kemp in Georgia, like, let's go to the beach. You know, it's like yeah. okay, you know, all right, y'all do what y'all need to do. <laughs> Yeah, no. I hear you. I just I was riffing on what you were saying about just like Donald Trump could have been a hero, he right? Could. You know, yeah. I mean, and I and I think, yeah. I um, feel like Tyra Bates. We were all rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Yeah, he he could yeah. have been a hero, and, but then he's making himself out to be a hero because on that press conference today, the last one I just saw, he's like, "Well, nobody thought I could full, could solve the ventilator problem." Well, at this point, we don't have a ventilator problem anymore. So, what exactly did you solve, sir? <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you wait for everyone to die, you don't have a ventilator. Right, problem. you don't have a ventilator problem yeah. anymore. You now, now you're talking, bragging about sending ventilators to Italy and all these other places. Well, there are people here who need shit. What did you do about that? What about these swabs, motherfucker? What about these swabs? That's what we need. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So in, in all that I've said, you understand I am not defending this. Oh no, I trust me. No. I but I mean, no. but you know, I, but you know, you're 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 a different person to me and and I and I like your perspectives. And you know, and, and I'll be honest, I I don't like not liking people. I really don't yeah, like sure. hating people. Like that's just not that's not who I am. But you know, if you push you. me there, I'll go with you. <laughs> but it's just not well, a no, good I, feeling. It's just not a good feeling to have that type of animus towards people. It isn't. Well, and and I'll I'll say you know I shared the story with you. The thing that one of the things that I remember most distinctly about growing up was when my dad told me about that I needed to confront a bully. And it was the first time I ever heard my dad cuss. He said, you know, you, you take him out behind the house and you say, if you keep picking on me, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, Ooh. you know, and I knew it was serious then. And he, and he was like, you know, and if, but after that, I don't want to hear you complaining about this guy anymore if you're not going to stand right, up. Right, 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 right. And he, so, you know, I did. And, um, and part of my, my history is part of the reason I'm, I'm passionate about justice type stuff is just, it's not christian love about equality and so it's that i hate bullies right i mean I, I hate bullies i want to fight them i actually get a charge out of fighting them sometimes but at the same time i also know that i need to i, I need to be at peace in myself right. i don't need to become them and all that stuff so i think there's a there's a healthy introspection that comes along with this um that i and i and i again i don't believe in finger wagging i don't think I mean, people who who wish death on Trump are justified. <laughs> you know, it's just that I'm not. I I can't I can't participate in that for myself. Yeah, even me, even that's um, a bridge too far for me. Like I'm the person right. where you know I'm not gonna um, push you out the window, but if you hanging out that motherfucker, I'm not gonna grab you and bring you in. Right. 
right. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have to have a boundary. I mean, it really is about a boundary, right? I want a boundary between me and and this other person. Right, right. And I think right. it's I think it's a healthy boundary um, <laughs> issue. Yeah, man. I killed myself. No, I hear you. <laughs> you crack me up. <laughs> I, I didn't kill him. I didn't help him either. You know, this is where I'm. Uh, that's where I'm gonna be. Me and God going to work that out. Well, look, man, yeah, yeah. I think that wraps up our show. Look, it's been great talking to you. I think because we you, can't buddy. see each other, on like, have our normal weekly breakfasts, I guess we can, I like, miss you. I miss you, too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we yeah. can maybe do more of these and maybe eat and talk sure. while we're doing this. Yeah. I'm up for it. All right. Well, look, that does it for this show. Uh, y'all tune in next week. Um, I'm Well, I think it's week after next one to have you and Brian talking about the racial disparities uh, in the racism yeah. in this whole COVID-19 thing. Because I just feel like I can get more white people to listen to me talk about racism than I get white people to talk about racism. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what we got. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate you. All right. Appreciate All right. You talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.